It's time for Nashville Sounds Baseball. Franklin Barreto hits a two-run homer. Matt Chapman has done it again with the glove. Garneau lines a base, hits a left. Sounds win. An amazing play by Joey Wendell. It's over. The Sounds have done it. The Nashville Sounds are division champions. What a finish at First Tennessee Park. Welcome to Rounding Third, the official podcast of the Nashville Sounds. On the field, off the field, Rounding Third takes you inside Nashville Sounds baseball. Here's your host, Jeff M. Welcome to another edition of Rounding Third, the Nashville Sounds podcast. It's Jeff Hem here with you once again. And today we come to you from Salt Lake City, Utah. As the Sounds are on a West Coast road trip that began in Las Vegas and continues here in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. And our guest on this edition of Rounding Third is Sounds left-handed pitcher Eric Jokish. He's been one of the pillars of the Sounds starting rotation since the beginning of the season, thinking back to April James Nail and Eric Jokish were in the rotation then, and they remain in the rotation as there have been changes all around them this season. Jokish continues to have a steady campaign, and we'll get to know Eric Jokish in this edition of Rounding Third. He's from central Illinois, and he'll tell us what happens when a diehard St. Louis Cardinals fan growing up later gets drafted by the Chicago Cubs. He attended Northwestern University and was a standout in the Big Ten for the Wildcats before he was drafted by the Cubs back in 2010, made his big league debut with Chicago in September of 2014, and then he's bounced around a little bit since then. He was in this league last year with the Reno Aces. He spent some time with New Orleans a few years ago when the Marlins acquired him from the Cubs. And this year, Eric Jokish has been a sound since day one this season. We'll get to know a little bit more about his younger days. He played golf and basketball in high school, still plays golf to this day. He'll share some of his favorite cities around the Pacific Coast League and some of the greatest things and some of the challenges about being a professional baseball player. So here is Sound's left-hander Eric Jokish in this latest edition of Rounding Third. Eric, thanks for making the time to join us on the podcast. You're from Springfield, Illinois, in that area. What are some of your earliest baseball memories as a kid and your Little League days before you got to high school? Yeah, Little League, it was, uh, you know, my dad coached and then a buddy of his, and, and our team was, was always really good. And, you know, we, we always were like, uh, you know, if you won a game, it was you could get the slush puppies, you know. I don't know if they <laughs> still exist or not. But... Uh, you know, after a while, it turned into okay. Only if you ten rule them, you get you get the slush puppy. So we had a good a good team. And actually, I remember uh, catching a perfect game wow. from a guy in, in little league. That was that was kind of my little league highlight for sure. Well, I was going to say most professional ball players were always the stud in little league. You're a lefty, so did you play the standard? Hey, he's got a good arm. Let's put him at shortstop, even though you're a lefty. Yeah, I did. I did play. I played short. I caught. It was kind of wherever I can get the ball, I'm going to play. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I definitely didn't play the standard uh, left-handed positions for sure. That area in, in Illinois, for people who don't know, is, is central Illinois and down towards southern Illinois where it's sort of a mix of Cubs and Cardinals, is it not? What was it like for you as a kid? Right, it's, it's pretty much the 50-50 line is right there, maybe a little closer to Peoria, which is a little more north. But, yeah, there's always – I mean, growing up, 
you know, I, I went to school up in Northwestern with a bunch of Cubs fans, and they didn't know how to argue with Cardinal <laughs> fans because there was none of them there. But but down where I am, that's that's all we basically do is every day at at lunch or whatever it was, you know, Cubs Cardinals who won that day, and especially when the games were were against each other, it was it was a big deal. So you were a Cardinals fan. I was a Cardinals fan. Yeah, I grew up diehard Cardinals. Went up to Chicago for school and had to fight off a bunch of Cubs fans and then get drafted by the Cubs. And so it was about as bittersweet as it can get. Yeah, you get drafted by the Cubs. Did you sort of have to quietly point out that you weren't necessarily a Cubs fan growing up? You know, I honestly, I I'll, I tell everybody this when they send out those questionnaires that everybody has to fill out, and there was on their questionnaire uh, que- that said like. Uh, is there any reason you would not want to play or wouldn't play for the Cubs or something like that? And I, I wrote in there, I grew up a diehard Cardinal fan. <laughs> so so they, I, they had to have known. But, you know, I, once I got over there, I mean, there were a bunch of great people and, and I enjoyed every minute being with the Cubs. And so, I mean, I'd probably still say that deep down I'm a Cardinal fan, but, you know, there's, there's a little more opening for Cubs now. So in high school, in addition to baseball, you also played basketball and golf, which – in my opinion, you're a very smart person to play golf in high school. I did it that way, too. And while my football friends were running wind sprints, I was playing nine holes every day. Right. And, <laughs> and for yeah, in Illinois, golf and, and football season are at yes. the same time. And I didn't really have that much interest in playing football. But the town, I mean, these small towns, it was obviously all about football. And, and I come to find out later, my dad never told me, but he took a lot of heat for that around, around the town for, for not letting, letting me, quote, unquote, play play football but I enjoyed golf and and uh you know it probably kept me healthier but uh you know I sometimes I look back and would have been like you know would have been fun to play football but I don't regret it golf's one of those games that you can play forever too do you still play often yeah I play a lot of golf I it's it's kind of you know baseball's my job golf's kind of the the passion if you mm-hmm. want to say that it, it gives me uh something to get my mind away from baseball for sure because you know, a lot of these people probably know if uh, if I sit and talk about baseball, I could do it all day, and then I get my my wheels spinning, and <laughs> and uh, it's probably not a good thing. So to to have golf to focus on too, it, it gets me away from baseball. How would you describe your golf game right now? Uh, it's it's a work in progress. It's getting there. Last year I didn't play much at all actually in Reno. I played once or twice, and this year I've been getting into it more. My wife wants to try to play, so. So uh, we've been getting out there together and, and playing quite a bit. So uh, it's getting there. It, at one point, I was pretty decent. I was down to like a two-and-a-half handicap, but I'd probably be closer in eight or ten now. In high school, what kind of basketball player were you? I was good. I mean, again, it's small town, you know, so I was I was good athlete. And, you know, I, I scored quite a bit, didn't play much defense. But, uh, you know, ba- basketball was kind of my conditioning for baseball. But mm-hmm. – you know that was that was the one where you know the fans are there, they're on top of you. It's 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 kind of the the fun one of the year for sure. Knowing what you know now about baseball and about what it takes to be a professional athlete and try, try to compete at the highest level, are you glad that it wasn't just baseball for you in high school? Yeah, absolutely. And I and I, you know, that's kind of a a thing that's talked about a lot now. Is is you know a lot of these you know athletes now in baseball were multi sport athletes and. There's obviously the ones that specialize from from a young age, but uh, you know I I like to try to keep it fun until you know until it becomes the job. So mm-hmm. so uh, you know to to have a bunch of other stuff to do, other interests in life, you know that was that was big. And and so yeah, now baseball is 
obviously the main focus, but, uh, you know, by growing up doing other things, I think it helped me a lot. You were an 11th round pick when you were drafted 2010 uh, out of Northwestern. When did you have a pretty good idea that you were going to be drafted? Uh, drafted, I mean, I actually, I got drafted in high school, and that was that was kind of a big thing, too, because, you know, nobody in my town had ever seen a scout, and I had <laughs> four or five. I mean, I, I kind of had a, a stretch there in high school where, like, I went a seven-inning game, struck out 21, and that kind of, like, catapulted me into a little more like statewide view and then I pitched well there so I got a little bit of notoriety that I didn't expect I didn't know at all and I was expecting to go like the local junior college play there and then be done and and you know when even in high school like by my junior year like you know I had like a travel coach was like you know have you really thought about what you're going to do and I'm like you know I, I've got some colleges that I think I'd like to go to and they're like you're not going to have to decide between that it's that and pro ball and I was like you're crazy you know that, <laughs> that kind of threw me off but so even even from the start of college you know the ultimate goal was to to play uh professionally and it was just to play you know what I I kind of hoped to get to the big leagues but I, I just wanted a chance to to see what it was like and yeah. and so uh yeah, I mean, in high school, I never thought of it once. And then once they kind of told me that little bit, I was like, holy cow, maybe I can do this. So Northwestern is such a great school in a beautiful area. Was it a difficult decision for you to choose there among the other options? Uh, honestly, it really wasn't. You know, I had a few better baseball schools, but, you know, my family always said if, if baseball can somehow get you get you a college scholarship, that's that's what's important to us. And for me, it was like, I, you know, like I said, I hoped to play yeah. pro ball, but I didn't expect to really, you know, make it or play long enough. And so I, I always thought that, you know, having that education would really set me up, you know, for later in life. And, you know, baseball is still carrying me on, but, you know, hopefully that will come in handy here at some point. So you're a Cardinals fan going to Northwestern, surrounded by a lot of Cubs people and a lot of just Cubs everything. Yeah. When you were at Northwestern, would you guys go to games at Wrigley? Uh you know, a lot of the guys would. They would. I mean, obviously, they're diehard Cub fans, and and they would actually get a raft and raft down the river <laughs> to to these games. And I I think I joined one time. It was a Cubs White Sox game, and I I wanted to watch Mark Burley pitch because that was kind of. <laughs> yeah. I always thought he was awesome. Didn't throw overly hard, but but got quick outs, and so I was I was wearing like Cardinal gear, cheering for the White Sox, and that was I think that was the only Wrigley Field game I had been to before I played there. And then when you're drafted by the Cubs and you had filled out the questionnaire that you were a huge Cardinals fan, and I, I've heard so many stories from guys over the years where they had no idea the team that drafted them was going to draft them. It seems like that's the prevailing thought more than I knew these guys were going to take right. me. So how, how surprised were you that the Cubs took you? Right, I think especially later in the – like those first-round guys, they kind of have an idea, I feel like. But by by the time my name was called – I mean, I, I was hoping and kind of was told, you know – fourth fifth sixth and you know after you're in baseball for a while you realize that's more 10th 11th 12th yeah. you know they, they kind of say that but so I was a little disappointed and I was actually like the draft was still going on and I was you know I was actually starting to enroll for classes I'm like this is dumb this isn't going to happen I you know and then my dad goes he was he was still watching I was done I wasn't watching it at all and he goes there you go and I was like oh really to who and he goes uh, the Cubs. <laughs> so it was, it was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. But, but really, like 
from the word go, they were again, they were great people, and I, I yeah. really, really enjoyed my time with them. So then, as you get drafted, you know, normally the, the the player, you in this case, and the family members would all get a bunch of gear and a bunch of shirts and just you know be proud of the fact that yeah. you've been drafted. How were there were there moments where your family was not just they just weren't going to put on a Cub shirt? Yeah, they really honestly they really didn't. They didn't. My my grandma and grandpa put up a Cubs flag, and my dad made him take it down. It was still it was still a little hard. It was. It it definitely was. They would wear, you know, if I, I played for the Peoria Chiefs, and yeah. so they'd wear the, the Chiefs stuff. And my dad got a little Cubs thing that he'd hide here and there. But, but yeah, the, it, it took him a long time. Well, and we talked earlier this year on one of our uh, game broadcast pregame shows about your time with Iowa and coming up with the Cubs. And as it turns out, some of those years in Iowa, you were part of – what became the current Cubs, just a loaded team. What are some memories of the Bryant and the Almoras and the Solaires and all that? Yeah, I mean, it, it was so much fun. I mean, we were really, really good. We actually didn't make the playoffs. In 14, I think at one point we had Bryant and Baez and uh, Contreras was there and, and Russell and Hendricks. It was me – me, Kyle, and, and Dallas Beeler were like the three – and Siyoshi Wada and mm-hmm. Chris Russin, who's yeah. with the Rockies now. I mean, we were we were a really loaded team, and it was a lot of fun to play. We'd score a lot of runs. Manny Ramirez was there. I mean, it was just – it was a really fun time to, to play baseball, and, and all those guys – and, and, you know, I, I got to play there a little bit. But, yeah, it was, it was again, bittersweet. Here we go again with the bittersweet yeah. thing. But it was tough watching – you know all those guys because I, I was happy for them but I was you know I was right there I was there with them in spring that year yeah. and and it just you know I wish I could have been a part of it but you know happy for all of them well your big league time was September of 2014 your debut was on the seventh against the Pirates you gave up one run in four and a third what do you remember about either the build-up or the outing itself and all the emotions that come with something like that yeah I think the the first thing that really got me is that they kind of had me scheduled out I was gonna throw on certain days and and I was supposed to throw the next day and I got to the field and Basia who was the pitching coach there at the time was like hey you need to be ready today I was like kind of throw. I mean I'd been a starter my whole career so it was not something I was used to not knowing I was gonna throw yeah. and then so I got there and I mean I remember coming into the game and and I think getting Gabby Sanchez to fly out or something and then the next inning I, I mean, I remember my first strike. I was Garrett Cole, and it was, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, oh, you struck out a pitcher, and you know, I was like, I honestly was up there, like, just put the ball in play, just roll over or something, just give me any position player. And but he, no, he took strike three, and and so that's the first one. I'll have that ball forever. And number two was McCutcheon, and that was right after he won the MVP. So wow. that would have been a really cool one. But uh, no, those were the the few little things I remember. But. Yeah, it was awesome for sure. And you did get a start in Pittsburgh, uh, what, a couple of weeks later. Would you have more memories of that almost because it was more of what you were used to? Uh, well, actually, the I threw a start against the Brewers, but the, against the Pirates again, it was out of the bullpen, okay. and it was it was really the most – that one was way harder because they were in the playoffs, and I think I came in like bases loaded – like we're a or a tie ball game like six six or something like that and and so that and the place was going nuts it was a saturday it was packed great ballpark and so that one really got my adrenaline going that was where you i had to step back and kind of take a breath to try yeah. to calm myself down but 
no that was that was definitely a uh, a fun and i think i ended up getting like a dribbler bun or something and and throwing it to first and it hit the guy i don't know there was a lot that went on in that one too <laughs> with the start then against milwaukee i mean how can you put into words the 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 pride factor and the feeling of like walking into the park that day knowing you're going to start a big league game something you've done hundreds of times outside of the big leagues and then you know that's your day right I mean that was that was uh, you know I talk with my wife now too it's like the lead up to to a start even now is is the hardest part once you get the routine going you know you feel comfortable but but the lead up the like anticipation of it it I mean I was going, I kept looking at scouting reports over and over and over again just to put my mind on something, but probably should have put it somewhere else other than baseball, looking back <laughs> on it. But I remember warming up the first, like, the first, like, half throw toss I threw, like, over the fence. I think I did it twice <laughs> in a row. So clearly I was a little uh, little thrown off my normal my normal stuff. But it was, you know, it was a great experience. It's something I'll, I'll never forget, and it's something I'm trying to get back to. Yeah, that was going to be my next point. Of course, you want to get back like anybody else does. Uh, how proud are you of the fact that you had good results when you were up there? I mean, from a regret standpoint, you can at least be proud of, you know, you, you did your thing up there. Right. I kind of I joke sometimes. I'm like, I'm not trying to get back. I want to have that career <laughs> sub too, you know. But, but uh, obviously, like, I feel like I can do it. You know, I, I think in that short amount of time, and obviously it's a small sample size, but I felt like I, I threw the ball well. I felt like I can I can compete up there, and and I feel like I've only gotten better, honestly. And you know sometimes the results aren't aren't what I want them to be, but I feel like you know as a pitcher, with stuff wise it has gotten a lot better. I've refined a lot of stuff, and then also mentally I feel like you know I'm 28, turning 29 now. Mm -hmm. It's you know I'm I'm a little older, a little smarter. So you know I it's just finding that right time to get the opportunity, and but. You know, I enjoy it here while I'm here. Might sound like a, a an easy question and kind of a silly question, but for fans who never really truly get what this world is like, unless you can go through it firsthand, what are some of the best things about being a professional baseball player? Best things are, the, are probably the people. You know, I, this is my fifth team, and I've made so many like good buddies through all of them. I mean, I, all my closest friends are Cubs Cubs guys, just because I I spent so much time coming up with them, but. You know, it's it's crazy now. There's there's never a team that I I go to where I don't have a buddy on it anymore. You know, I can go look at a roster and be like, oh, I know him from there. I know. So it's it's just a, a lot of fun being and and traveling and and seeing all these cities that from a small town. And, and my wife too, she loves to travel because it's it's just stuff that we wouldn't experience if we just you know had kind of had the normal you know life coming from Virginia, Illinois. Yeah. So. What are some of the rigors of the job that people really can never fully understand unless they're in it too? Yeah, it's definitely the travel. I mean, I think that's that's pretty consistent from everybody. I mean, the the early morning travel, especially in AAA, it's it's tough traveling. It's always a grind, and there's always, you know, I, I say all the time, like just pray for chaos, just like <laughs> embrace it. Yeah. You know, like today the bus didn't show up for 30 minutes after the time. Like, it always happens. It happens everywhere you go. It's 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 just part of it, and uh, you know you try to embrace it and and you know let it be what it is and and give it all you got. So. I always like to ask guys their favorite spots in the league because people will ask me that, and it's yeah. not always just the ballpark itself. Yeah. As you know, it's the maybe the hotel and the food in the city and how easy is it to get to or not get to. So you've seen, I think, everything oh, in yeah. the Pacific Coast League. What are some favorite spots for you? 
Yeah, I've covered the entire Pacific Coast like multiple times. My, my <laughs> this Salt Lake is is honestly my favorite spot to go to. I mean, it's a little tough to pitch. It's a little high elevation, but the field's great. The area is awesome. I love, you know, they have the the bike stuff right outside the hotel where you can bike all over the city and mm-hmm. and I I love I love Salt Lake a lot. Um trying to think of other you know, I, I really enjoyed my time in Iowa. I think that's a sneaky, sneaky, nice city. Des Moines is. Um, yeah, there's really, like, other than, like, Vegas and New Orleans, <laughs> yeah. those aren't, aren't exactly <laughs> high on my list. There's some pretty cool cities uh, in the PCL. I think I think that's – the travel's pretty terrible, but – but you go to some pretty cool spots that are that are fun to go to and, and see the city. I'm glad you mentioned Iowa because I think if I had to factor in everything, that might be my favorite spot in the league. It's not the best ballpark. It's not the best hotel. It's not the best this. But if you factor in all of it, they kind of come out pretty high there. Right. I mean, there's you're not really lacking anything in, in Iowa. You know, everywhere else it's kind of like, you know, Maybe there's maybe there's not a Starbucks closer, <laughs> you know. Some, but but Iowa's kind of got a little bit of all of it, and and yeah, and, and I spent years there playing, and and I had a ton of fun in Iowa, and and it's it's just a a nice mid- Midwest. But you know what, Nashville, I, I don't mean to like leave Nashville out of it. I mean that's that's a major league yeah. city, and yeah. and you know it's the stadium's unbelievable, and and so that really factored into why I, I came here. Was like you know I told my wife, I'm like you know we end up in triple a in nashville that's it's about as good as it's going to get yeah. so so uh yeah I, I mean i love nashville too for sure and proximity to home is not too bad for you there right it's it's about six hours five and a half if you really cruise and it was the same in iowa so we i mean reno was tough because it was like 24 hours i think to drive so so we didn't get to make any trips home but and it's that's that's not necessarily for me. I mean, we're constantly playing, so I don't I don't really go home. And if we have an off day, I don't want to spend it traveling. So, sure. but it's for it's mainly for my my wife. She you know if we're on a long road trip like this, she gets to go home and and spend some time there. So, uh, yeah, Nashville. It really worked out well with deciding to sign here. That that Nashville was a good spot for us. Really good stuff. Thanks a lot for making time for us. Appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That sounds left-hander Eric Jokish. This is Jeff Hem. Thank you for being with us. Please visit nashvillesounds.com slash podcast and join us next time here on Rounding Third. Thank you for listening to Rounding Third, the official podcast of the Nashville Sounds. For more information about Sounds Baseball and this podcast, visit nashvillesounds.com slash podcast. Oh,